Hey, it's the week of March 1st, 2021. This is the Lumber Connection, and I'm your host, Molly Butts. I'm here with our regular experts, Justin Benning and Ken Timmons, traders with American International Forest Products. Both concentrate on high-grade lumber for the component manufacturing industry. Hey, guys, what's up? Howdy. Happy Wednesday, Molly. Well, thank you. First of all, how is it March? And then second, thank goodness, because warmer weather. And then third, tell me something good about lumber. Easy, James Brown, Molly. Right? I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, all is good. I mean, first and foremost, um, spring is in the air, and uh, that's exciting. Over here in uh, Portland, Oregon, we've got the sun shining, uh, reaching 60 degrees, and um I, I, I'm loving it. I'm digging it. And I think um, a lot of the nation is under that kind of same effect. We're seeing some warmer temperatures in places, still seeing a bit of rain. But I think most of the fears of winter are behind us. And um, I think folks are getting ready for for upcoming busy spring of building. Kenny? I agree. I'd say the, the best something good that we can all focus on is we're very fortunate and lucky to be in an essential industry that is busy. There's a lot of optimism. Um People are selling really well and business is good. So everyone's excited to make hay while the sun shines. Nice. Yeah, it's been warmer here too. It got up to about 50 degrees today, which is good for the Midwest this time of year. So good news. Yeah, that's short weather there. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> you, you definitely don't need a coat. There's no question. Awesome. Well, let's get into some juicy questions this week. Um, all right, just going to go for it. I just keep hearing you guys say, buy now, lumber's available, buy now. So does that mean that you think that there's a shortage coming up? Are there concerns about availability for the future? And like, how soon? Yes, and yes, put it short. There's some lumber available at a record price. The thing is, after, you know, the massive freezing across the country last week and the week prior, that's likely as harsh as the winter weather is going to get this year. So from here throughout building season, we're going to see demand continue to ramp up. Um, production is behind where we need to be with demand. So it is the same story. You got to keep your head up compared to your sales, keep watching. And the trend is likely going to continue, I think, for quite some time. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, they always say one of the old terms, the trend's your friend. Um, and the trend's been up. So I guess if you've been buying some lumber, um, that's probably been a good thing for you. But I think the mindset really has changed a lot to where's my lumber. Um, there's been a good amount of buying that's been done, you know, really since going back the last 60 days. Now, with that said, mills have been, re you know, leaning on order files for several weeks um, at each stage. And so, again, you know, can I find some lumber? Can I find some lumber right now in the market really has turned into, again, where's my lumber? So, um, in regards to shipments, things are moving okay, um, you know, throughout the pipeline, but guys are chasing the wood that they've already bought and they're clamoring for it because uh, it needs to go back out and turn back into cash. Um, and, and they've got job, ongoing jobs. Um, they've got business that's booked out several months in advance. Um, they need their wood. So a lot of chasing shipments right now. And with that said, in regards to the mill, they're still carrying order file. Uh, most mills, whether it's dimensional or if you have panels, I guess you could be waiting until May or June to see some wood now at this point with order file. But lumber, three, four weeks, about on average with most sawmills. Um, I would say that sales have slowed a bit here over the last week or so. 
lot of that's been weather based down in the south, obviously a big consuming state in Texas. We know what they went through. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of talk about some potential downside risk here over the next 30 days. Tough to call. I mean, it really is. Um, you know, there's again, I feel like there's a lot of wood that's got to get bought that isn't. There's a lot of wood that needs to churn through the system that hasn't. Um, and ultimately, though, the mills are we're back to where we were 60, 70 days ago with mills kind of hold the advantage because I don't feel that secondaries, i.e. my segment in the market, are really too uh, positioned with any significant amount of wood. So there's no real, I don't feel, based on what I'm seeing, a, a two-tier market being developed. I think the mills hold the, the upper hand right now. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, don't. That's why you're here. <laughs> I got I to gotta let people give, give them a chance to breathe here. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is good. I mean, it's good. And I appreciate the honesty on that one. I think it's important for everyone to be hearing that one of the reasons you're saying buy is because they might not have that chance coming up here pretty soon. So. Well, and again, I, that wasn't my sign off today. So I, you know, I was saying buy, um, I'm not necessarily saying that at, at this current moment. That wouldn't be the way that I would say it is, you know, get it bought, get it bought. I'd say you got to really look at your your deck of cards, what you've got in your hand, what you've got upcoming, what you've got going out. Um, I think you always need to be on alert. The, the deal finder has got to be extended at all times. Um, you've got to be looking for deals. Um, but I think you really need to assess where you're at. I think there is a potential uh, for a correction um, on some items, without a doubt, especially out of the south, potentially on two by four out of the west and, and even out of the east. Two by six is a standout out of the east side of Canada. Um, it's doing well. It's trading at a premium to two by four. <clears throat> I'm just saying as the weather gets better, mills are going to produce more. They're going to be more efficient in running. Um, and I think there'll be more wood entering the marketplace. Guys do have some wood bought, as I already alluded to. And they may be able to hold it out a bit, but again, it's going to, we're getting into a standoff is, is potentially, potentially, because one's still selling at a high clip every day, but the pace has eased a bit. All right. Well, this is, this is good advice, good information, good background. I like it. Um, you actually said something about shipments and you were talking about it in a different way, but I'm going to ask you a little bit about shipments. And what I mean by that is, do you have any new concerns about transportation specifically from the mill to the market? Are, are there still plenty of trucks and rail cars or not so much? Rail cars have not been too difficult. Little... Kenny, Kenny's going to speak obviously to kind of that West coast yes. and yeah. inland trade as far as transportation. Yeah. That's good to bring up. I do primarily deal in the Northwest, the Southwest, the mountain States, that sort of deal. Um, rail cars have not been a large issue, a little bit out of Canada here a few weeks ago, but that's smoothed over quickly, almost negligible trucks have been very, very tight throughout the West as have uh, vans for the shorter products, web stock and whatnot, which is really just a West coast type of deal. Um, the open truck market rates have gone up. I'd say booking times on average are up uh, two to three times over, you know, a normal lane that you'd book for, uh, you know, that week's shipment might be two, three weeks down the road. So that's been causing kind of a kink in the supply chain. Guys like Justin saying, looking for the, uh, the loads that they've already purchased. One thing I think that's important to bring up, typically in those open truck markets, 
anyone who's trying to move their own freight is also competing with a sawmill if they do their own deliveries, which has been a big benefit to people. If a mill is willing to deliver the lumber to the trust shop or the wall shop or the lumber yard or wherever it may be, often much more reliable than an open market truck carrier scenario. So something to keep in mind as you're purchasing lumber, if your mill does offer delivery, probably a smart headache saver for you and your business. Okay. In theory, I mean, they struggle too, but yeah, depending on the, yeah, yeah, if it's close by mills are generally going to be the best bet. Um, you've got issues all over the place. So it's not one big, you know, fell swooping, um, you know, issue per se, but, um, you know, for, for a bit there, we were having, you know, crazy negative below temperatures throughout, um, Western and central Canada that certainly, um, we're slowing up mills availability to get cars in on the, on the CN rail line that's loosening up. Um, and so rail car shipments out of Canada into the U S are getting better. Um, it's not perfect. We still got a lot of late shipping cars, um, again, both out of Western Canada and I call it Western Canada, which is kind of that Saskatchewan, Manitoba province. Um, so that's kind of the look as far as a rail car, you know, getting better. And again, going to continue to get better um, as car allocation improves um, and things are moving through the system better there. When we talk trucks in the south and let's call it uh, eastern seaboard, mid-Atlantic up to call it New Hampshire or New York moving south, rates have increased significantly, some as much as a dollar uh, a lane. So, um, and that's just due to lack of capacity. So if you're heading out of the... Eastern seaboard and you're heading down to the mid-Atlantic, expect delays on trucks. Um, again, pa- capacity has been rather limited. Um, you know, we're, we're paying for it. We always pay for the service. And I think that's one of the benefits in, in partnering with a company like ours. Um, we're going to pay what it takes to get a truck moved. And we pride ourselves with our four-man team and 56 years of relationships in the business to get product moved. Um, so we get it done at the end of the day. Is it more difficult right now? Absolutely. Um, throughout the South, things seem to be moving, you know, pretty well now that we're back to normal and most of that weather's done. Um, so if you're in Texas, Louisiana, woods ready, generally three to five days turnaround time. And I'll say that out of the major ports, whether that's out of Jacksonville, Pensacola, Mobile, Wilmington, North Carolina, kind of switching back over to that mid-Atlantic. We sell so much wood out of those locations. Our relationships are, are so good, we get the capacity. Now, again, are we adding a few days potentially to shipments? Yes. And that's strictly because of appointments. You got to have an appointment to get into these places. And these places are booking up uh, as fast as you can believe from an appointment standpoint. So um, we're all, we pre-book trucks, basically. Even before, if we have orders pending on them, we're pre-booking trucks to fill once we have the order in hand. So... I guess that's a small look for me um, from a transportation standpoint. Um, but yeah, it'll get better. It'll get better over the next 30, 60 days. So. Oh, well, that's good news. And thank you both for that insight. I think, um, you know, it sounds like it's affecting everybody, maybe not in the same ways or maybe not to the same degree, but it is to some degree affecting everybody. So. Sure, all right. Well, as I don't know if you pointed out before we were live or not, but I, I sent you both a graph that our friend uh, Todd Tomalak posted from Jay Breck. We've um, had him come and speak, and I believe he's coming and speaking again this year at BCMC as our 
economic forecaster, so he's a good buddy. Um, an interesting chart sort of showing uh, an interesting spike in lumber costs after the Spanish flu ended about 100 years ago, actually. I wonder if you saw that, and I, I hope you did because I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if either of you had anything you'd like to say about it or any reactions to it. I thought it was pretty cool. I um, thought it was cool that someone looked at that, how much it relates to what we're dealing with now. Uh, it's tough to put any sort of uh, accurate comparison, I think. I think it's neat. Um, do I think that prices have a potential to go higher? Absolutely. I wouldn't doubt anything at this point. Um, when the builder can't build anymore due to costs, which means the end user consumer says no, the building stops. Interest rates increase on a, a large percentage, which we've been told they're not, building stops. Okay, The cost of borrowing money at, at these uh, you know, average home prices, which are up 10% year over year on a national basis, um, it's going to push people out of the market. So if the end consumer says, no, no, I can't afford that, the builder says, well, no, I can't. And you know how the story goes there. So, um, but that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. So um, what this shows me is that there was a spike in pricing after a pandemic. Um, People felt optimistic, I'm sure. Um, And uh, home prices, uh, homes started getting built again. So again, but but a real you know, honest comparison and what we're dealing with today, it's tough to, you know, make any sort of, at least in my mind, you know, logical comparison, but maybe Kenny can, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a good example of how emotional our industry is and how, I mean, as soon as this thing's over, right, everyone's high five and COVID's over, we made it chest pump. Everyone wants to go out, go experience some life, go do something. If you have a little money, maybe spend some money on a home. It, it's or a good, anything yeah like exactly cool exactly it's just you know everyone's gonna go do something so it's a good example of an emotional reaction to you know to being constrained and wanting to go out and, and experience things i think something interesting on that graph is the bull market the up market is about half the time duration as the down market which is rare normally down markets fall twice as quick as they went up and this is the reverse scenario so I think that's a little interesting, you know, maybe the euphoria of being back in the world was, you know, kind of kept people elevated and, and in high spirits longer than normal. So that could be something too. Maybe this is like, you know, shaking up a two liter of Coca-Cola and letting the top just, just out for, you know, three minutes instead of, you know, a quick market fall and then we're back at normal prices and we start the machine all over again. So um, it might not look like the typical bell curve of your graph, um, but it's obviously it won't last forever. This is a momentary thing. I don't see any factors why it would peel off today. But, uh, you know, we talk big picture, 5, 10, 15 years. This will be a obviously a event in the lumber market. He's bullish. He's long term bullish. Look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't really blame them for feeling that way. I think we're all going to feel that way too. So yeah, it will be interesting. I just wonder what you guys might have to say, but I'm glad you said something you said, because it's a good segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is how emotional that was. Let's talk about that. So when you're talking with lumber buyers right now, what's the mood? How emotional are they? What's their mental health like? Are they on edge? Are they nervous or are they cool? Like Fonzie? Yeah. Yeah but not all the elements that I guess you mentioned. I think people are tired right now. 
um, I think they're emotionally exhausted. Um, and again, I think that that's on so many different levels, both personally, just from a what we're dealing with as a nation um, to lumber pricing um, and the angst that that creates um, with the uncertainty. Um, you've got credit lines that are pushed to the max. Um, you've got loads of lumber that trucks that cost, you know, between 30 and $40,000, sometimes more, um, which equates to rail cars that are, uh, you know, $150,000 uh, or $125,000. You get my point. Big numbers, a lot of risk, a lot of uncertainty, and, um, and that can become exhausting. So I think ultimately, though, when you make the calls, which we do 10, 12 hours a day all around the nation to sawmills and lumber buyers across the U.S., it's hard to find someone that says business sucks. I mean, it really is. I mean, everybody's staying busy and positive and they're just exhausted, <laughs> yeah. emotionally drained. I'd agree with that. I'd also tack on there's, there's kind of a, a competitive nature going on because products wow. with how scarce everything is products are stretching into markets they don't typically stretch into because someone needs it so badly, right? I mean, we're seeing trucks go across the country from our office every day, something that almost yeah, never yeah, like Trucks of studs coming out of Canada on a truck out of Alberta, going down to North Carolina or Georgia. I mean, right. just crazy stuff. Right, right. So, um, you know, there's a little bit, there's more, it's like there's more students in the cafeteria. There's more market interaction than there used to normally take place. So a lot of guys are also, you know, there's a little bit more of a competitive spirit because there is, you know, there's less wood for grabs. I'm feeling musical. I want to be like, because they're going the distance. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> there's something wrong with me today, guys. <laughs> no, uh, you mentioned credit lines being kind of max. That has made me think of something. Do you feel like buyers are being more aggressive by agreeing to what I'll call more favorable supply side terms? No, to answer your question, short and sweet. No. I mean, yeah. if you, maybe some national guys, um, pro dealers, but I wouldn't say I haven't seen anything actually yeah. change, um, you know, throughout this past year, if you date back to March, like there hasn't been like some secret yeah. deal that's gone down or, you know, somebody's getting better terms than somebody else. The industry sticks together, you know, pretty much uh, on that. It's, there's industry standards that are set. And if you have something different than that, um, you know, that's a lot of times it's grandfathered in from the long years of partnership or on a, based off of a volume, the amount that's taken uh, and required on a monthly basis um, to create any sort of, of special terms. You, you got credit lines that are established you know, throughout each vendor. And are, are we seeing a big credit line increase? No, um, they've, they've stayed pretty much unchanged. Um, but I also think, you know, that's why we tell a lot of our young brokers that are, that are getting into the business, it's a great time to prospect because people need new sources of lumber uh, on a consistent basis and, and, and credit lines, um, you know, so that's another, another factor. Um, so if even if you're used to giving all your business to your buddy that you play golf with, you know, once a week or, or whatever, I mean, there's now this almost kind of like so much you can do based off the, uh, the total invoice amount, you know? All right. So my last question is the one that I always ask, which is, is there anything our component manufacturer 
folks should be looking out for in the next week ahead? Same old story. I'd say the last week in, in the Western half of the U.S. has been more active than the last two, three weeks in a big way. So same old story. Buy your guys some Red Bull. Make sure they're ready and happy to sell as best they can and then do your best to, to uh, load your, your quiver and go get the action. Yeah, I'd be in sniper mode. You know, I'm looking for deals. If I've got holes out in the yard, uh, I need to fill them. If I've got, if I need to be buying wood in the next three to four weeks, you probably should buy some wood right now. Um, with shipment times the way they are, if you find a good deal on a prompt shipping load and it's something you use and you can turn quick, probably grab that. Um, I'd say attentive. Um, you know, again, I think there's an opportunity potentially, of, you know, a price correction here and there to what scale, tough to say. Uh, do I think it'll be long lived? No, I don't. Um, but I would just kind of, I would do your thing, stay engaged, um, talk to your people that you trust. And um, again, if you see a good deal on a load of lumber, don't be afraid to grab it. I know I've said this time and time again, but you know, this is still an ownership market and the guy that has the wood and can ship it to his customers is generally going to win the, win the war um, and, and the majority of the battles. At some point, you're going to give some back. That's the game we play on every single level. Um, you know, do I think you should have, you know, four months of inventory right now? No, I don't. Um, I think the, the biggest opportunity for a pullback is going to be in the summer. There might be a couple spots along the way on certain items, but I think it'll be, be uh, short-lived, my personal belief. Well, all right. That that was a great podcast. I feel like you guys just gave us so much information and insight today. I really appreciate it. Thank you both, Justin and Ken, so much for everything today. As always, to our listeners, if you have questions for our experts, please email them to lumber at sbcindustry.com and we'll try to answer them next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Molly. Take care.